Brothers and sisters, friends and comrades, this is the PRC Show. I am your host, Paul Cooley, and thank you for listening. All right, today on the show we have uh, Josh Ferris. He's going to talk about his uh, jury duty that he recently had. It's a pretty fascinating conversation. Um, and we're going to keep this episode under under an hour. Hopefully under, who knows, it already says what it is. So, uh, the current weather is... 73 degrees. What is the weather? 73 degrees and cool here in Harrisburg. Okay, that's uh, Robin. Anyways, it's uh, the 20th episode of this show. So, happy birthday, PRC show. Good job. Um, 20. I'm not sure how much longer we're going to do. I- I'm thinking uh, it would be great to do 100, you know, have a 100 podcasts under the belt. Is that possible? Uh, I don't know. We only did 20 in a little bit more than a year. So uh, I'm going to now shoot the goal for 25, <laughs> which is five more. And uh, the, the goal after that would be 50. So, you know, once I get to 25, I have to do 50. Um, what do you think, Robin? Do you think I can do 50? I think you should do 100. All right. That's a lot of pressure. I don't know if I can do 100, but I'm going to try to do 50. Um, okay. I want to get right to the letters because I want to get to this talk with Josh Ferris. And the letters are quite interesting. And I also want to get to the sponsor. Oh, and I'm, yes, Robin Williams is dead. I'm sad about it. It it, it struck me at, uh, I was watching a film actually, and the person watching the film was like, oh, I just got a text it or something that Robin Williams died. It was quite annoying, but I couldn't watch the film. What do you think about that? Well, it is upsetting when you hear something like that suddenly. And it's kind of the reason why maybe we should just put our phones and turn them off sometimes, don't you think? That's... I think maybe that's a longer discussion. The phones than you are always right on now. and they're interrupting our lives. Like, you can't even watch a film without knowing Robin. Why couldn't I have waited, you know? I'm sorry. Okay. Anyways, the letters today are um, another famous actor. I'll tell you what, this show has a lot of listeners, a lot of famous people. Um, I don't know if it's uh, the Screen Actors Guild or the, or the, the union there that's. That's passing the word on the street is getting this show around, but listen to this one uh, from the, the guy that was in Who's the Boss? <laughs> the guy, you, you know who it is. Anyways, Paul, thanks for doing the show. I love it. I often listen to it when I'm working out. Keep doing more. So that's an endorsement to get at least, oh, I guess, to 50. By the way, um, have you seen any recent blockbuster films? The one about the monkeys or Transformers, the vampires, or the one where there's a lot of shooting and explosions? I don't know what... That's not very it's clear. It's like all movies yeah. of the summer. Um, it hasn't been the best year for summer movies, but have you seen any of them? Keep up the good work. Tony Danza, actor from Who, Who's the Boss. When I think of Hon- Tony Danza, I, t- I think of two things. Angela! Because he would always say that, you know. And then, um, you know, the other thing I'm going to say. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Yeah, yeah I, that's the two things I think of. That's not, that's not what they're saying, though. Nobody know, nobody really knows what they're saying. It's Tiny song. Dancer. Who sings that again? Elton John. Elton John. I, it, it's in dispute. But no, um, the thing confirmed. is, uh, was there any good movies this summer? I can't think of any. I wanted to see the I one about the monkeys. I wanted to see the one. What other, we missed what, it. What other ones are there? Um, Nothing. Nothing worth seeing. The one with... um. The uh, good-looking blonde-haired lady, but it was more of a, you know, it wasn't Lucy. a Lucy. Lucy, yeah. But no, she was also in a one where she was like a body snatcher type over in England. But that wasn't a big blockbuster. 
I don't know if there's any fun movies. If there's any fun movies that I should see before, uh, you know, the end of August, I guess. We'll have Sean on next week and do Email the show at movie, PRC... Movie okay, please. PRC... What the hell's the email again? PRC... Show at gmail. Show at gmail.com. Thank you, Robin. PRC show at gmail.com if you have any summer movie recommendations. All right, next letter here is from uh, a woman from... Uh, no, a guy from uh, Payne, Ohio. I believe you have made a good effort. You had a podcast. You've had some interesting guests, but now it's time to call it quits. Man, oh, what's that? Don't you don't you think? I've listened to every episode, and to be honest, you remind me of M. Night Shyamalan. Just like his movies, there is a linear progression where each episode is worse than the last. That I is, mean, why are you even reading this? I don't know, but that is like M. Night Shyamalan's movies. The first, they just get worse and worse. Um, good work, but stop. Pick up another hobby like painting or reading. Well, first off, uh, this is from Jeffrey Timble. I do read, and I am going to start a painting career. Not a career, but I'm going to... I want to start painting. Um, so that's that's one for the, you know, not, not do this. What, you're saying I should keep doing it. I mean, I don't know why you read these, like, negative... Well, here's another no one. Um, I don't know if this is negative or positive, but I'm going to read it anyways. I, I read all emails. I don't know if I read them all on the air, but I do read all the emails. It's hard to keep up. Um, now, I don't read my own personal emails, but I read the show emails. PRCshow at gmail.com. Paul, please stop smacking your gums. It's annoying. Also, are you ever going to show do a show about nature or space? You clearly got a lot of space in your head, so you'd probably be good at that. Ha ha. All right, people. Okay. Um... Anyways, your last show was difficult to listen to. Sometimes I could barely hear uh, what May was trying to say, and then you'd come in screaming. Um, learn how to produce your show or have someone else do it. Jessica Barrett, Antwerp, Ohio. Well, I think she does make a good point. You have about, a lot of listeners in Ohio. I do. I think she makes a good point about uh, the last show. The, there were some problems with the production. I apologize. Uh, it was out of my hands. I mean, it wasn't, but it was. The smacking the gums like that. I have noticed that myself. I don't know if that's the microphone I got. I got a very good microphone. That, you know, you hear it there just with the, you know, I don't know. I'm you a, were I'll doing that on purpose. Well, that time I was doing it on purpose. I don't know if we would go back if you heard any uh, lip or gum smacking pr previous to that. Um, that's the, all the letters I'm going to read for right now. And, um, you know, next we're going to get to the sponsors. Now, I'll tell you what. I'm entering this show right now with a heavy heart because, okay, there was a gum smacker. Yeah, well, you, I heard it. Um, the show is sponsored by a book called The Abolition. Okay, like all my sponsors, these are books that I have not read. This is called The Abolition of White Democracy by Joel Olson. Now, this is a nonfiction. This is a book that I got from a prisoner that is on that is in life in prison, Robert X or Robert Holbrook. Now, I give this sponsor with a heavy heart for two reasons. One, when I was uh, doing some uh, research for the show, I found out this guy died March 29th, 2012. And that's upsetting because he was a young guy. He died mysteriously in the United Kingdom after giving a lecture. And, uh... I feel bad for him. He sounds he sounded like a pretty cool guy. This book, um, he was a leftist activist for social and economic justice. Let me just read a little bit of his um, Wikipedia here. So, 
Olson graduated with a PhD in political theory from the University of Minnesota. Inspired by the work of abolitionist and African-American sociologist W.E.B. Du Bois, his dissertation examined the interconnection between race and democracy. He published the book The, White, the Abolition of White Democracy, 2004. At the time of his death, now this sounds pretty cool, he was building a theory of fanaticism or extremism that would explain the politics of pro-life assassins abolitionists, green anarchists, and Al-Qaeda. The work was titled American Zealot, Fanaticism and Democracy in the United States. Although a university professor, Olson rejected intellectual worker and activist theories, divides, engaging in politics on the streets, canvassing, building community support. Over his life, he worked in and helped found groups like Bring the Ruckus, Cop Watch, and the Repeal Coalition. His latest effort was initiated in 2008 in response to the increased oppression of immigrants and those perceived to be immigrants in Arizona, the Repeal Coalition. Um, so anyways, a uh, young guy, I think he's like 45, uh, wife and three kids, and so... Um, you know, maybe I should read this. And, and it, so it also brings to mind, I kind of stopped after this was the last mail correspondence I got from Robert X. And I was on uh, corresponding with this guy, uh, Robin. He was on death row. He was he killed somebody, I think, in like a drug deal when he was 16. And um, he has life in prison, life in prison, actually. So he's not on death row, but he was tried as a adult even though I think he was 15 or 16 and so he's gonna spend the rest of his life in jail and now he's like in his 30s or 40s and he, I discovered him because I read an article in a, a newspaper in Pittsburgh and I really liked it and I just like emailed him or I wrote him a letter and then he responded and we just developed a little correspondence this was back when I was like 25 and we, we emailed each other a couple times and I was thinking of visiting him at one point I think he's in the same prison that Mumi is in but then I don't know I just kind of I felt like the next letter that I was going to write had to be even he sent me this book that I had to really I had, to, I had that's what it was I wanted to read the book and I never read the book, so I just felt bad. Like, I, can't, I gotta read the book. This guy's in prison. He's just sitting there. And what do you think about that? Am I a bad person? Well, I mean, we know the answer to that is, but... Well, maybe it's for the best that you didn't continue your correspondence. Okay, so... The sponsor this week is The Abolition of White Democracy by Joel Olson. Joel Olson, rest in peace. Um, buy it at a used bookstore. You know, buy it... Actually, buy this one at Amazon. Get the, get the guy uh, and his family some money. Um, okay. I'm going to play a little song here. And then uh, we'll get on to the show.
Okay, be, I'm gonna before we get to Josh, I want to do a musical break. I know last week, I think I had uh, the metal song uh, in flames. This time, I want to play a song by another person that's dead, unfortunately. Um, you know, we're in mourning here on this show this week. I don't know why, but uh, I want to talk about uh, this artist, one of the best songwriters ever. I mean, I don't know, Beethoven, you, you know, you put them in comparison. Anyways, you're going to really enjoy the song. It's a cut from a very popular album that everybody knows. Um, it's it's just such a great song, and you hear it, and it's timeless. It, it could have been written in the, well, it, wasn't, it wouldn't have been ragtime era. I mean, you certainly would be out of date then, but timeless meaning... Uh, it holds up well. It holds up well, and, and I can imagine in 50 years you're going to listen to it and say, oh, I could just see this... These are guys that could be playing uh, in, you know, 2070. Um, anyways, enjoy this song, and uh, on to the sh- after that, we'll go to our talk with Josh. That is Nirvana Nevermind. And the song is Lounge Act. I mean, are you kidding me? That song is, uh, it's buried in the middle there. It's a bear, it's, uh, that's a song buried actually the middle end, and it's still one of the best songs, although it's not one of the best songs. Um, I recommend you guys go home, 
or wherever you are, get that album, start with track, start with that track, no, start with track eight, Drain You. Um, then you go Drain You, Lounge Act, Stay Away, On a Plane, then we take it down with, you know, Something in the Way, which is obviously a great song, Slow, but just uh, phenomenal, and uh, it's upsetting that he killed himself, as did Robin Williams, as did Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, the whole thing's upsetting, and, you know, if you're sad or, you know, you have thoughts of harming yourself, please get help. I mean, uh, it's terrible. Um, but damn, that album is so freaking good. And anybody that doesn't like that album, or, you know, well, whatever. We all have their DNA molecules that say we're going to like what we like, and, you know, it's unfortunate. Well, it's not unfortunate, it's just the way it is, but that is such a great album, and, uh, I could just keep saying that. It's a great album. It's a great song. It's a great album. And now a great talk with Josh Ferris. Okay, Josh, you are a good citizen, um, and you were recently at jury duty. That's true, I was. And um, there's a lot of misconceptions about jury duty. One of which, which, you know, you're not an expert on this, but some people think you get to jury duty by uh, registering to vote or it's your driver's license or it's something else. Do you know how that works? So what I'm told is uh, it is the pool of people they pull from in the city of Philadelphia are people who come off the DMV registry and they pull a people of who register to vote. So I don't know if there's any other, like, list of, you know voting age public. so it's both so we think it's both it's both but i don't know if it's like if you're on both you're more likely i don't think yeah. it's that i think they just pull a random did you survey the list of people you were with and ask that they were registered to vote i did not i did not well maybe we'll have the prc show research department um figure that out and i would assume they were all registered to vote actually they all seem very civic minded okay okay so um i've never been on jury duty i have had a friend be on jury duty but it went uh it didn't go to trial he or it, 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 it there was a deal made at the yeah. very end is that what happened with you no so so i have been summoned three times over the past like i don't know couple years and the the first two times i was not selected the first time i went it, a deal was struck while we were like waiting to be interviewed do you know what the case was no, it was a criminal case the first time i don't know Murder. what it was i don't know criminal oh. the second uh, case was about um oh oh i i don't even remember actually i remember i just didn't get picked i went to i was interviewed and they said like can you do it on this date and i said no i need to protest the comcast shareholder meeting <laughs> oh and, nice like, the judge like laughed and then this time they said it's a civil case, and I was one of 40 people selected out of the jury pool, and then we, like, all got – and then we were interviewed, and then the the attorneys from both parties selected me as juror number 12, and that was last Friday. And then jury – the jur jury duty started, 14 of us. There's 12 jurors and two, two alternates. And two alternates started on Monday morning at 9 a.m. Were you the um, elected person to lead it? I was not the foreman. Did you? How did you feel about that? Because I know you're like a leader type. Well, y to, to be quite honest, you don't pick the foreman until the very end. You pick them like when you deliberate, because you're not allowed to discuss the case until deliberation starts. Oh, that, but that doesn't happen, right? People, you're always discussing no, it. No, you actually, I think everybody... Follows the rules. You follow the rules. We would chit-chat about like, you know, like 
reading like we had this big long conversation one day about Whoopi Goldberg being in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wow. Yeah. Oh, is there a new one coming out? Yeah, something I don't really yeah. know. But um, so in our deliberation started uh, Wednesday around 4 p.m. So that's the first time we all got in the thing. And it was really funny because like as soon as we sat down, everybody's like, can you believe that? Witness? You know, it's wow. like we were just like totally. Because you were compl- – so after um, – actually, let me go back. Yeah. So – Let me talk about the kids. The – just a civil case, is that like um, my neighbor's dog bit me? So I can give you the details. Of I want to hear the case, but I just want to set the parameter of what's oh. a criminal. What's this? So a criminal case is like where like somebody gets murdered. Some you know, there's like rape, murder, robbery. Sure. A civil case is suing somebody. Oh, that's right. Okay. So this this, this somebody was suing somebody else. Okay. Now what is the the case? Yeah. The case was. Um, uh, a young man was in a car accident, and he was uh, paralyzed. Oh, man, and, that's sad. And we can go into his details in a second, actually. So he, um, his family, on behalf of him, was suing three other parties. One of those parties, and this was like the, 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 the big part of the case, was the electrical company because the car hit the electrical pole, and their argument was the pole was six inches too close to the road. And then mm. if it would have been back six inches, the car would have glanced off of it rather than striking it and paralyzing this guy. Yeah. What makes the story all the more tragic, actually, is the guy was um, has severe epilepsy for his entire life. Oh, and God. he has some, like, mild retardation. Yeah. And so he um, has been living in a group home. Mm-hmm. So his group home driver was taking him to Walmart. To buy a, a card for his father. Oh my god! And the driver, we don't know why, like went off the road and struck this telephone pole. But it basically um, broke this guy's neck. Um, his like C three went yep. forward. Yeah. And um and it didn't sever the spine, but it like crushed it. Um, and so and so the whole the the case was is the power company, this all happened in Reading about two years ago, is the electrical company responsible for this guy's injuries. Okay, so at first, okay, that is what it is. So at first uh, hearing this, to me, I think that this is something not that the family would concoct or look for. This seems like something that a uh, ambulance chaser, I know that's a bad term, it just seems a little bit uh, very creative. Yeah. Is that your first initial thought? Yes. This is a pretty creative way of... It, yes, and it proves... Even, even if it is true. So here's the thing. Yes, that's exactly that's exactly what it looked like, and that's exactly what it was. And this was... Uh, it, you know, and we should talk about the the guy's family, um, the Wean family. His name was Terry Wean, the guy who's paralyzed. Is that legal to talk about yeah, this? Yeah, I can talk about it. Okay. Um, his... Uh, he, he I mean, the thing is, I'm probably biased because I'm probably against the electrical company because they're probably sure. are they for profit. Uh, Metropolitan Edison, I there. Yeah, they probably have the money, and they probably should be redistributing it to people like him. Anyway, so I would I'm I'm leaning for him. I'm I'm rooting but, for him to get the money. And here's what just I had a I had a lot of trouble with this the whole week because it's like the reality of it is I just we should live in a society where a man if he is hurt yeah doesn't have to sue anybody yeah. his needs should be taken care of. But basically, they say they're like. He his family can never afford to put him in a in a home that will provide for him the proper amount of physical therapy. So he's like 50 
and they had to put him in a nursing home. And of course, he fucking hates it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it's like he's with a bunch of old people who don't need physical therapy, don't yeah. want physical therapy. They're sort of approaching their hospice. Was there a number that they were getting? Is it like it was like $5 million or something? So, uh, or do you not know that number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We assigned a number. So, do okay, you, yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. Do, do you want to? Well, that means so, something. Okay. So, what they. So, um, what the lawsuit was Terry Wean against three parties. The electrical company. Mm-hmm. The, the electrical. The, the group home that he was living in that was driving him there. And the driver. The driver was separate because the company fired the driver basically a week after he had this accident. So... So it was very interesting. The trial, they told us in the beginning, there's three parties on this. You're seeking damages from all of them. We never hear from the driver or the um, or the group home. All we hear from is the electrical company's defense the whole time. This, like, fancy law firm in Philadelphia, Buchanan Ingersoll. Yeah. Um, and what what happens so it's like so when it's all done and over with and we can go back and you can ask me the details yeah. like because some of it's like really fascinating but uh, let me jump to what happened okay so we jump to we deliberate and we and how many days uh the trial was monday and tuesday and most of wednesday until four. and so how long of your time was taken up was friday t- as well or no, 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 it no. It was no, all, no. this happened Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And Thursday, because we deliberated Friday from 4 to 5 and then uh, yesterday. So, um, yesterday's Thursday. So, we get in at 9 on, um, so, it, so, the case is concluded and they say, go back and start deliberating. First sentence that one woman says, uh, does anybody want to be the foreman? Nobody raised their hand, yeah. and one lady's like, "I do." And so okay. it's like, "She, okay, you get to be the foreman because you volunteer." Yeah, and so and it was fine. Um, you know, there are parts of it that troubled me because she did not know how to run a meeting. Yeah, and I was all about like we should like have some sort of Robert's rules or just yeah, like, you would have been good at it. Who's gonna be? Do next? you regret? Do you regret not standing up? No, 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 no. Well, you obviously had strong opinions about it though. So yeah, but I, j- I just, I just wish our education system provided people with the opportunity to like yeah to know. have that experience once in their yeah. life, not the first time. Yeah. yeah, and but also to know how to run a meeting. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I was, but um, so anyway, instantly sh- it, th- they say, does anybody think the electrical company is liable? And not one person raised their hand. Wow. It Who was, says that? Uh, the foreman did. She she asked that question to them. Wow. And it was like nobody did. So it was like instantly we were like. Like we're done with that. We don't we're even done. And so it's like. And then it was like. And that was the bulk of the court the, that, the trial. Every day was about that. Because the guy didn't have any representation nor did the group home. No. And we f- so then we spend the next day deliberating on what percentage the guy was. Out of a hundred, right? What percentage the guy was liable, and what percentage the company was liable? Okay, now hold on a second sure. here, because don't you have to first all agree that they are liable at all? Yeah. Okay. So we did do that. So okay. Th- so the first, so question one was, is MedEd li- uh, liable? No. No. Is what's is Stephen Smith? That was the name of mm-hmm. the driver. Is he liable? Yes. Is supportive concepts? That's the name of the group home. Were they liable? Yes. Okay. So, oh, okay. So, so, so there wasn't even no debate about that. It was everyone sort no. of like said, yeah, yeah. somebody's got to. There's some responsibility here, and it's the dude in the in the home. Yeah. That that like we agreed on yeah. instantly, and so then question two was, 
out of 100, what percentage of liability falls across these three characters? Okay, before you, let me, for the listeners, let's put ourselves in the, uh, in, in the 12 Angry Men chair here, whatever. I'm going to say my bias is going to be towards the group home. I'm going to say that they should be more liable because they have more money. I don't know what this poor schlub. I don't, now, was he drinking? Now, I don't know. We, uh, you don't say anything yet. I'm, uh, we're going to talk this out. So if I'm in that room, I'm thinking my initial thing would be that the you want the the ability of a company, they're going to have more money to pay. Now, maybe you shouldn't be thinking that way. Yeah, that's that's wrong thinking. But um, they're the ones that decided this person should drive the car, that they, this person should be able to go to Walmart and all that stuff. So I'm going to try to s- persuade the company. Frankly, I would say they should be 99%. Supportive I, concepts. Is yeah, you supportive wanna, concepts, yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, so we this, f- and you have to have 10 of the 12 votes have to agree on a percentage. So at one point, I actually did take over the meeting a little bit. What was your initial thoughts? Exactly yours. Okay. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they were yours. I guess it's, that's uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they were <laughs> like I think I said like ninety five. Uh huh. Um, but it was for me. It was very simple. He is an agent of the company. Yeah. And the company, like he, this situation would not have happened. And and the reality of it is, it's like even if he was a terrible driver, which I actually do think he was. Of course. It's like he ran the, into a telephone pole. It wasn't moving. Yeah, and the the company still hired him. Yeah. They hired like an incompetent guy and like gave uh you barely tested him. And so and so ten How do you know that? Because we were told that. Oh okay. We were told that. The ten people um have to agree on a single percentage. Cause you know, so think about it this way. There were three parties, one of them zero automatically. And so it's very arbitrary and strange. You have to it, agree yes, on a percentage. On a percentage, right? So I can tell you what we agreed on, we ended up agreeing on uh, that the comp- that supportive concepts was ninety percent liable. Okay, and that he was ten percent liable. But this took that still is going to screw him. This took from nine to two, because at one point, like basic, a lot of people were in the nineties. Three people, remember, fifty fifty or some bullshit. N- n- what? No, no, no. It was always seventy thirty. 75 25 and 80 and we were like one of you have to come up to us and there's a whole bunch of us who are at like 199 and we're willing to come down to 90 yeah and basically one guy finally broke because he's like i'm tired of sitting in here what happened was it was interesting we all went around the room and explained why we picked our percentage and there was this one guy who's a like a researcher at penn he said the reality of it is these numbers are completely arbitrary exactly yeah that's what i would think i'd i'll pick any number between 51 and 99 just as long as as the company is more culpable than yeah. the guy, and and that's when the guy, this one guy, this hipster who like wouldn't move on eighty, uh, he was on seventy five actually. He was like, you know what, you're right. This is all just like arbitrary and imaginative. Fine, I that 90. convinced him. So he was like the that was his twelve angry men moment. Yeah, and that's so a great movie. You guys should all see it. Yeah, and so he uh uh. So he did that, and then w- so it's ninety, and the guy got ten, and then we pick the money amount. Oh God! And what do you know about money? So the one thing, and uh, one of the uh, witnesses, expert witnesses, was a nurse who's a life care planner. Oh, okay. And so she submitted a bill on what it would cost to put him in a special facility for the next twenty-four years of life, and that was four million. 
And we, that's what I would guess, yeah. And we saw another bill for his medical bills from accident to today had ranged for a half a million. So, and there's like four lines. There's like pain and suffering, disfigurement, uh, medical, and something else. There's four. And so what we did was we gave for for medical for medical we gave him four point five million. Yeah. For the rest of his life, and then um, for the other three we spread a million across those three. So we gave the guy five point five million dollars. And so, so. Oh man, this poor guy. That's he, the the worker is going to have to what he he so, he's so, going to so, owe so, five hundred thousand or something. Yeah. So just so just hold on, right? So you're right. It's like that's really tough, and that's what a lot of people were like. He doesn't have that. And it's like, obviously, he doesn't have that. But it's like, that shouldn't go into our decision. Like, you know, it's and so but what happened is as soon as so we go and we read, you know, and it's it's announced. And then the jury's polled where we all have to stand up and say yeah, if we agree with it or yeah. not. And then afterwards, we all go back to the jury room. And the judge comes in and the judge has never approached us outside of the courtroom. Yeah. And he said, I just want you all to know supportive concepts and Stephen Smith. That's all been settled out of court. This whole case was only about the electrical company. Oh, my company. God. Um, but they all have to sort of stay on the case. Like, they all, like, they're all part of this thing, oh. right? But it's, like, basically, all of that, basically, your whole day that you have been arguing and figuring this stuff out and fighting is what irrelevant. A, yeah. Because that's all been, that's all been dealt because with. Because it, it corrupts the case. If for you s- know. B- because then they say, well, they have, th- because it's showing that they already, uh. Except some, some responsibility. Oh, interesting. Isn't that interesting? And so I wonder what the family uh, thought, too, when you gave that number, because they might have been thinking, oh, we cut a bad deal. We only got $2 million or something. So the, ju- so the, ju- the judge told us, uh, he, I guess he had asked the plaintiff's lawyer at one point, like, so what's the dollar amount you're looking for? And the plaintiff had said, like, we're, we're looking for $10 million, like from the power company. Yeah, but that's like because we want to – that's like w- not for the not but not for the, co- the for like uh, to take a nice vacation to like uh, Europe or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, it's yeah. like that's how that's how big these numbers are. It's like this guy and and we were like we actually asked a judge afterwards. We were like, that just seems crazy. And 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 then some people were asking him real questions like, who pays for all those expert witnesses and all the technology? There was a lot of like big screens yeah. and there was the, skyping the, 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 um, lawyer. Yeah, and he was like, the lawyers, he's like, nothing's free, is what the judge says. And, and you know, people are like average Philadelphia citizens. They're like, holy moly, they must have lost a ton of money. Yeah. And the judge said, they'll make it up on the next one. Yeah. Don't and, worry. Yeah, and so uh, this is interesting. I um, uh, I work at a hospital. The one physician was had this trial hanging over his head for a year. He just, some BS, a lawyer, end up, uh, something bad happened to a patient, but it really, it didn't sound like it was the physician's fault. Anyways, he said that, the lawyer for the patient doesn't charge anything. Yeah. And he said there was so many witnesses and all these experts. And he said, I don't, he's like, it must've cost thousands and thousands of dollars, but he's like, the plaintiff does not pay until they win. Until they win. So, and he's like, he'll just make it up on the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Like I imagine if they Cause would 10 million bucks, then you get that. And then you probably get, they probably get five. Oh yeah. I, I bet he yeah. would get four or five. Like that firm would get four or five million. And yeah. that's how you do it. So what do you make of this experience? Uh, it's a, it is a wildly arbitrary and unjust system. You know, it, it really, it, 
part of it is right i'm like an analyst and uh like i like things that just like i like plugging in numbers into a sheet and following a formula and yeah. doing things like that so like I, it seemed inefficient like a colossal waste of time it, it does seem inefficient on some level that actually made it almost a bit more just i would say because it really was it was like oh this is like it, there there was i had this like moment of like civic like patriotic like Oh, this is the way as a society. This is a process we are carrying it out. Like I would be, we're all not talking about that. Look at that. So let's give ourselves a pat on the back. Mm-hmm. We're done with this. We're not even having a little discussion. We're waiting till the end. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it just I was like, oh, we've agreed as a society that this is how we make decisions, and this is how like one party can bring to another party like. But the telephone pool thing, how does that get past a grand jury? Or or how does that, is, isn't there a grand jury? I mean, on law and order, you have to have a grand jury to get to the case. I don't think so. Not in civil. I don't think in if civil. If the telephone pool was six inches over, I mean, that's the thing that, how does it get to that point? So basically what they had, they had this expert witness, the plaintiff had this expert witness that said there is a, there are these standards made by this sort of consortium that say all poles are supposed to be 18 inches from the road, and this one was only 12 inches from the road. Now, it's interesting, right? I bet you could fudge those numbers by where the paint is, though, too. You know, yeah. like, it is 18. Or I mean, they showed us all these, like, so I trust the measurements, but it's like the reality of it was it was, it. at the end of the day, it, it's so funny, like, what and what the, what, what the defense did was just, like, tear this – this person apart and make him look foolish and dumb or whatever but at the end of the day he could have been right he could he yeah could, he could have been absolutely right you know and it really I, I just tell you part of it was they were both very good attorneys but that's where tv spoils us a little yeah, bit right because right. it's like we only see good attorneys yeah but the one um craig t mills <laughs> was was much <laughs> much better than mr waldenberger Mr. Waldenberger was he was the plaintiff's attorney yeah. and he was just not as sharp yeah. and not as slick. Yeah. It it does seem though, uh, like it was a big waste of time. Yeah, it was. It was. But you know, it's yeah, I, I wish there I wish there was somebody who could have just said, like, no, the poll is not the problem. But you know, they didn't. And it's I and I don't know like whose time was wasted, right? Was it I like I really feel bad about this poor family who it's like this trial this 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 personal well, injury attorney is like jerking around. Well, it sounds like though that they probably got something though. Sure, they like did. would you th- do you have a sense of what it was? No, I have no idea. But it just like it makes me feel bad that they like approached that family at some point and was like, "We're going to get you ten million dollars." Oh, gonna sue right, that. yeah, and it's yeah, like, right, yeah, right. You think it's like giving leading their hopes up yeah, and all it's that like stuff? We're a poor working class Reading family. Yeah, you know yeah. who have struggled their entire lives because it's like they. Uh, four sons. One of them had like has a disability. Yeah. He's been struggling with all the time. They had to, you know, it's just, it's just like, and that's then the, sad. And then this, yeah, this even worse thing happens to him. What right? did the family? Re- did you? Was the family reaction that it like? Uh, we, I didn't, I didn't look at the brother. Only the brother was in the courtroom because yeah. Terry's like in a hospital. He can't come out. Yeah. Well, the mom and kid, whatever. I don't know if they're still alive, but yeah, and they're adult. Like Terry, t- this Terry Wean is fifty. And his dad gave, you know, his dad was there. So his dad's 80. He was like okay. 89. Or did something. you um, go out for drinks with any of the people or did no. you make friends with them or any uh, trysts, love trysts? No, no love trysts. Um, I'm trying to think if anybody was worthwhile. No, there was this one guy, juror number one. Oh, he, he laughed at all the most inappropriate times <laughs> and he had this really like strange cat <laughs> call, like, paralyzed. Yeah, he, yeah, he'd be like, <laughs> And yeah. Just be like, like during the trial. Not during the trial, like in the courtroom. I'd be like, 
Um, I was like, oh, I'm getting thirsty. And he'd be like, ha, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a, a clown, like yeah. a loon himself. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a little bit. I was like, so I started calling him Chuckles. Okay. Um, what, like what, to his face or? Yeah, I'd be like, Chuckles, pass me some water. Because nobody knew each other's names. We would say yeah. our number a lot. We'd be like, number two, give me the water. Um, now, I remember a couple times I texted you during the trial. And you, I mean, you're not the best at getting back in a yeah, very prompt sure. manner anyway. Anyways, d- were you receiving those texts? Are you allowed to text during uh, the truck? Do they take your phone from you? They don't take your phone from you. You are you are not allowed to take your phone out in the courtroom. You can use it in the jury room. I know people do, though. You probably saw them. I saw nobody do so it. So people were really obeying the rules. I think the judge would yell at you. You're very close to him. Like, we weren't allowed to take coffee in. What if you have to, like, go to the bathroom? Uh, you sort of make a motion to the staff, and then they have to call a recess. Did it happen? No. Because people were... They give, like, regularly scheduled recesses. What was the um, diversity of the... Or the demographics, whatever, of your... Uh, so I'd say 50% black, 50% white. Same way on gender, I think. It may have been, like... No, same on gender. Um, no Latinos... Um, which I found I found that sort of interesting in all ages. Skewing well, they're not registered to vote or have a license because a lot of them are illegal, right? Yeah. In this area, yeah. I don't know if that's true. Undocumented is what I'd use, but undocumented. Yeah, th- that's a terrible term I use. Sorry. Um, okay. Well, uh, would you do it again? No, no. I I'm really. Did you lose money for that? How does that work? No, I did. I got paid seventy seven dollars for all my days of service. So, um, but that's. Less than you make. But my work pays me as well. Oh, so you kind of made a profit. I made a profit. I have offered to give that money to, uh, like, a fund. They said, they were like, that's nice. Nobody's ever offered that before. Oh, wow. That's funny. Yeah, I was like, I can donate it to a... Legal fund. Yeah, give so it to the Legal Defense Fund of yeah. Greater Miami-Dade. So, maybe. Um, I hear they need it. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. I uh, any, any final thoughts, like... Uh, would you try to then get out of it in the future? Would you say like you know? So I have a three-year reprieve right now. I have like a letter. I can every t- if they call me with like I did it already. Yeah, I can say like I served under Judge. I served in Judge Tucker's courtroom on these dates. Don't Is Tucker call. a woman or man? Man, Leon Judge Leon Tucker. Maybe he could get you out of like parking tickets too. Uh, he doesn't know who I am. No. So yeah, yeah. you know, I was just a guy who sat there. All right, Josh. Well, thank you for your uh, jury duty story. Yeah. And um, I think we all learned a lesson. Thanks. All right. all right, guys. Thanks for listening. And guess what? Summer is still going on. Have you not gone to the beach? Have you not put suntan lotion on? Uh, have you not seen a, ta- a terrible movie uh, and stay cool in the, uh, you know, blockbusters? So let's, uh, let's try to enjoy the summer while we still can. Um, and be happy uh and uh all right thanks for listening bye
Thanks for listening to the PRC Show. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PRC Show or follow us on Tumblr at prcshow.tumblr.com. All of these episodes can be found at soundcloud.com slash PRC Show. Your host is Paul Robert Cooley Jr. Technological consultant, sound design, host curation, and music production is also by Paul Robert Cooley. Emotional support brought to you by the roommates of Salvador and Kate G. Executive producers Josh Ferris, all labors donated. Thanks for listening.